I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Let's Not Meet podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm joined by my wife. Hi, I'm Kelsey. And today we've got two stories for you. But actually, first, Kelsey, I have something to tell you that happened to me today that was kind of funny. Oh, awesome. So I was working, and so, you know, we do Uber Eats, both of us. Like, that's our main job. That's where we make most of our money. So I'm, like, driving down the road. I have an order. I'm driving towards the drop-off. And there's this guy standing on the sidewalk. He's got a cigarette in one hand. And in the other hand, he's doing this weird thing. So it's like if you were like holding your hand down by your waist and like making a fist, but you had your hand open, but like your fingers kind of curled in. And then he was just like at every car that went by, he would like thrust his hand out and then close his fingers into a fist and then pull it back. And I have no idea what he was doing. I'm sorry that I had to describe that for you guys because like it would be much better if you could just see it. But he would like thrust his hands out with open fingers, clench his fist, and then pull it back like as fast as he could at every single car that went by. And I have no idea what he's doing. But what I think is hilarious, I'm hoping that this is what was going on in his mind. So just roll with me, okay? (laughs) So he thinks that when he does that, he's snatching the soul of the driver and then taking it himself. So he's like trying to snatch people's souls. Like, I that's probably not what he was doing, but... No, it's probably it. I mean, that's what he was thinking. Like, that's so funny. I can so so easily visualize that. Like, just just the area we live in. Yeah, like like somebody could legitimately be convinced that they're like snatching people's souls. Like, there are a lot of homeless people around here, and there are a lot of people with mental illness around here. So we do see some wild stuff from time to time. I, I think it meant something to him. 
hey, he wasn't hurting anybody. He exactly. looked like he was having fun. Like, you do you, man. Exactly. I just, I got a good laugh out of it. So I had no problem with I, it. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to get into our stories? Yes. The My story is not so much fun. All right. Well, I can't say mine is either. Mine's kind of <laughs> creepy. And uh, we have a friend who went through something pretty creepy recently. And this is actually kind of close to the thing that happened to them. <laughs> I mean, this is way worse, but it's still kind of <laughs> close. So it's probably going to creep you out more than our listeners, but <laughs> it's sure a good it will. one. So this one's called Always Trust Your Gut Feeling. It might be the difference between life or death. This happened years ago, but the thought of it still keeps me up at night. I was walking through the hills of a provincial park with my dog during winter. So the sun set much faster than I expected, and before I could get back to my car. Once the sun was gone, and all you could see was darkness, I was walking slowly through a field, when out of nowhere I had, to this day, the most gut-wrenching, undeniable feeling that I was being watched. I turned around, and in the distance, I saw a figure standing there, darker than the night sky around us. The instant I saw him, my stomach dropped. My body literally froze, and I knew in that moment, somehow, he was coming for me. I grabbed my dog's leash and we booked it. I mean sprinting, full speed, up and down hills, around trees, down embankments. I was running so fast as if my life depended on it. And to this day, I'm sure it was. I make the 30 to 45 minute trip in 10. And all that stands before me in my car is the switchback. You have to go back and forth, back and forth, all the way up to the top. So once again, I'm giving it all I got, running up and down the switchback as fast as I possibly can. And once I reach the top, I look back down. Who else but this person chasing me? And does he go up the switchback like any sane person would? Of course not. He starts sprinting right up the middle of the goddamn switchback, <laughs> headed straight for me. I scream at him, fuck off! And he doesn't say anything, not a single word, just continues running right at me. I am so lucky my car was at the top of that hill, because as I ran towards it, just like in a horror movie, I drop my keys and I'm fiddling with them trying to open the door. Just in time, I get the door open, throw my dog in, and shut the door just as the guy reaches us. Best part is, there are no other vehicles parked anywhere around us. But where did this person park? Yeah, right next to me, of all places. Now this guy literally jumps into his truck so fast, and to this day, I have never seen a better example of speeding like a bat out of hell. He guns the engine so hard, black smoke is blasting out the back as he swerves out of here, leaving skid marks behind him. I sat in the back of my vehicle for hours afterwards, shaking and crying. I know I was this close to whatever he had planned for me, and that's why I'm sharing this story, in hopes that people won't ignore that gut feeling, the little voice in the back of your head that tells you to run. If I didn't that day, I never would have noticed him in time, and I would not have had a head start that I needed to escape. Always trust your gut feelings and intuition. It might really be the deciding factor in if this is your final day on Earth or not. What the hell did he want to do? I don't want to know. 
all of the possibilities are bad. None of the possibilities are good. It, like it, just, it doesn't. Like, it, it was doesn't scary really, how mad he got. It doesn't really matter <laughs> what his plan was because all options are bad. Nothing good's happening in that scenario. I'm just scenario. so happy that the writer got away. Yeah, me too. Like that was that was a close call. <laughs> Yeah. That was terrifying. And we had a friend who was like on a hike with some random person. And then like a maniac, they just turned and started just like sprinting up the hill. And so that's what I was saying Kelsey <laughs> might relate to because they were really creeped out. They'd never met this person before. And he just poop, took off straight up the up the side of the mountain. It was just weird. Insane. Yeah. Kind of crazy. So, yeah, the story was way worse. But our friends were kind of weirded out by that. Yeah, for sure. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So the name of my story is Psycho Neighbor. I only recently found this subreddit and very much enjoy the stories. This is my only LNM type story that I've actually experienced myself. I'm a young guy with a nighttime job living in an area of town that has gotten pretty sketchy the past decade or so. The police are here at least once a month to sort out some violent or drug-related crime. I'm a very routine-focused person, so for the past eight years before going to work at 1.30 a.m., I always take my dog out for a walk around 1 a.m. In the fall of last year, I went for the routine dog walk one misty night at 1 a.m. like I usually do. I made a right turn after exiting the gate and just as I passed the corner of my apartment building, I noticed a fuzzy shape on the ground just outside the gate of the neighboring building. I stopped in my tracks and took in what I was looking at. I determined it was just a cat laying on its side on the pavement. I thought this was odd, but since I know my dog would most certainly bark at it and wake up the entire neighborhood, I chose to turn around and take a different route for the walk than usual. For the rest of this walk, I was reflecting on that cat. There was something very off about the cat just laying relaxed on the ground in the middle of the night with no people around. Once my walk had looped me back to my gate, 
I decided to turn the corner again and see if the cat was still there. Mind you, a full 15 minutes had gone by at this point. Sure enough, it was still there, same position and everything. Now I thought this scene was even more odd. I took my dog up to the apartment, put my work clothes on, grabbed my car keys, and headed out. As I exited the elevator, the image of the relaxed cat laying outside was still in the back of my mind, perplexing me. Instead of going into the underground garage, I decided to instead go out to the main gate one last time to check if the cat was still there. I exited, turned the corner, and once again the cat was still laying there. Since my dog wasn't with me this time, I just approached it to check if the cat was okay. When I got to it and looked down, I stared at it for a good long while. The cat wasn't breathing at all. It was dead, no question about it. I had my suspicions this might have been the case, so I wasn't entirely shocked, but something was still so off about it. A cat wouldn't just lay there in the middle of a paved sidewalk to die of natural causes, I thought. There was no noticeable blood on or around it, so I began thinking the cat might have jumped from one of the balconies. Just as that thought hit me, a raspy voice spoke to me from above. Yup, there she is, the voice said in a very matter-of-fact type of tone. I got spooked and quickly glanced up. Through the mist, I saw a middle-aged woman on the fifth floor balcony, leaning over the railing, looking down on me with a lit cigarette in her hand. When our eyes met, a cold shiver shot through the top of my scalp, all the way down to my toes in an instant. I may have misinterpreted her facial expression due to the fog, but I could swear she was smiling when our eyes met. Without responding, I immediately turned and quickly walked over to my gate. As I walked, I could hear her laughing. I practically sprinted to my car in the garage. Once I sat down inside, I considered whether I should call the police or not as every aspect of what I had just witnessed gave me the impression that this neighbor of mine had killed the cat. I dialed the number but decided not to, as they might want me to stick around for questioning, which might get me late to work. So I went on with my night as usual, doing my best to forget about the incident for now. When I got home later, the cat wasn't there anymore. About a week later, I walked past a neighbor living in the same building as me. We had some usual neighborly small talk, but she interrupted herself to ask me whether I had heard about what happened in the other building last week. I said I didn't. She told me that a woman on the fifth floor had thrown her cat down from the balcony in a rage because it peed on the living room carpet. The cat had apparently not died immediately, but all its legs were broken from the initial impact with the concrete pavement. Police were called around 5 a.m. when another dog walker saw the cat. The woman had still been out on the balcony by this point, talking to the guy while he called the police. I believe the woman's other cats were taken away from her and she was fined a few thousand dollars. She still lives there and sometimes I see her leaning on the balcony railing when I'm walking my dog. I've never interacted with her after that and I sincerely hope she never speaks to me again. I feel so bad for that cat and that woman is a sociopath. I, uh, I cried when I was reading this. <laughs> that is so horrible. Yeah. Like, I love all of our animals, even our fish, Gregory. Like, I love our fish so much. He's, like, the tiniest little dude, but he's the cutest little thing. Like, that's so fucked up to throw a cat off a balcony. I hate that. <laughs> and they said she still lives in the building, so she didn't even go to jail. She just had to pay, like, a few thousand dollar fine. That's so, that's so messed up. Like, people, some people just get animals to abuse them. <laughs> 
I know. Like, there was a story about that, like, in Arkansas that some of our friends shared of this woman who was, like, she went and picked up a puppy and was, like, begging for a puppy. And, like, the, like, it was a younger puppy because they had two litters of puppies. It's weird. Um, But the older litter was the ones that were, like, being given out at the time. And she wanted some of the younger litter, and he wasn't quite ready to let them go. He wanted them to, like, be able to stay with their mother for a little bit longer. Um, But she begged and begged and begged to let him take one of the littler ones. And so finally he caved and let her take it. And then she apparently just, like, drove down to the end of the street and just, like, threw the dog out in the road and then just left. And some people in the neighborhood saw it, like, the next morning. And, like, called the police and then, like, called the guy who was, like, giving away the dogs. And it was, that's just horrible. Like, that's such a mess. And, like, the woman even, like, the guy who gave her the dog, like, messaged her and was like, what the fuck? Like, you were at the end of the street. You could have just brought the puppy back. And she was like, her response was so cold. Her response was, well, it's not like it was a person. Yeah, that's scary. Like, and that's a real thing that happened in real life, like back in Arkansas, like not far from where we used to live, which is so similar to like this person's story as well. Yeah. Like, that's crazy that we have a story like similar to this, that some of our friends like knew these people. That's crazy. It's wild. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you want to support the podcast, the best thing you can do is leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And if you have a story that you'd like to send in to be read on the podcast, you can send those in to letsnotmeetpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time on Let's Not Meet.